You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's been a minute. Drew Gasparini here from Now We're Talking with me, Drew Gasparini. And I'm just letting you know that you can support this podcast by becoming a patron of our show on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash NWT podcast. And for as little as $5 a month, you can help keep this podcast alive. Forgo the cup of coffee. Give it to the podcast. Because podcasting is fun, but it's a lot of work. From booking the star-studded guest list to research, writing, hosting, recording, and editing for the love of God, the editing. And beyond, this particular podcast is a one-man operation through and through. So for $5 a month, it can go a long way, not to mention the perks you get by becoming a patron on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash nwtpodcast to see how you can support us today. Thanks to our newest patrons, Katie, Elizabeth, Becca, Thomas, Sheena, and Martin. You guys are the best. I appreciate you. I love you. And now what you're waiting for, the mother flipping show. Hello, it's everyone's favorite new variant, Drew Gasparini here with another amazing episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast that wipes too aggressively. After a little break, we are back and we're back with style because this week my guest is someone with swagger, someone with talent, someone with a knack for puppetry? Yes, that's right. Not only is our guest a bright new Broadway actor currently starring in the mega hit Hamilton as Hercules Mulligan and James Madison, but he hosts his own puppet-centric podcast called It's Time to Meet the Muppets. I had a blast chatting with him and came out of this conversation feeling like a winner, and you will too. So hang on to your tits, because ladies and gentlemen, they's and thems, now we're talking with Fergie L. Philippe. Welcome to the lowest stakes podcast you'll ever be a part of in your entire life. Fergie El Philippe. You got one of the yes, greatest sir. names in show business history, I gotta say. <laughs> um, honestly, I love that name, Fergie El Philippe. So is your real name Ferguson or is it Fergie, like through and through? No, it's my real name is actually Fergino. It's a, it's a combination of my mother and my father's name. My mother's name that. is Sargina. My dad's name was, um, in Creole was Fena, but, but the English translation would technically be Fernando. Um, and the name itself for Gino is, is Portuguese, I believe. Um, mm. and I can't remember. I actually feel like I used to know it used to mean 
I know it means something, but I can't remember. I think if I, if you look in the book, it says musical theater guy who looks like a linebacker. That's what there we go. Means. That's what it that's, is. That's, a, I that's, think what, that's, that's what I was the told. Definition. That's what I found out. I got to say, I really like anybody who's in musical theater and does the song and dance thing, but uh, also looks like they could pick you up over their head and throw you as far <laughs> as possible. And I think that I, th- I think that's kind of the vibe I get from you. Um, were you into sports? Yeah, I was into sports in the sense that, um, I mean, basketball wasn't and is huge uh, in my life. When I was growing up, I was really, really into basketball. I played up until, I want to say, starting in first grade, and then I kind of played every year until 10th or 11th grade. Like, I played basketball a lot. Wow, Um, that's legit. 11th grade is like deep enough in high school. It's like, oh shit, you did take it seriously. Yeah. And and I think what it was, was that like, I just really liked the sport and I liked the camaraderie of it. I I can't necessarily say I was good. I think I was a good center. I think I was a really, really good center. Yeah. But, um, there was something about, I think nowadays people respect centers more than they used to. I think center used to kind of be the position of like, mm, you're big, you're the center. But uh-huh. I think now people now view center as like, oh, that, that it takes skill to be big. And I had some issues with some coaches that, that I feel like I didn't gel with a lot of the coaches. And I think a part of it, I think somehow they all knew I was into theater. And you were so bringing, you were bringing the puppets me. to practice. Is that Dude, what it was? I was bringing my puppets. I was trying to put on a show. <laughs> I was trying to give everybody a lesson on what it means to go near, far, over, around, under, and through, and no one was having it. And to be honest, I I found it pretty disrespectful, if I'm going to be completely honest. I I was really into basketball until someone grabbed me by the shoulder and said, Drew, you're not supposed to kick the ball. And that's when I kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that, but it looks kickable. Why wouldn't uh, you, you want to hear some embarrassing it? sports stories? I love this I, kind I of shit. I love it, man. I'll tell you I, some too. This is so. Here's my my two embarrassing sports stories. I was uh, in sixth grade. I played pop Warner football, okay. and uh, it was around this time that I I realized two things that I wasn't aware of at the age of eleven and twelve, which was I was a large child. I was a I was a hefty kid. So uh-huh. I was put I was put on a team where my teammates were all like 3 or 4 years older than me. And when you're 11, just cuz of, of of a weight, you know, the weight class or whatever. When you're sure. 11, that is a big age gap. So I was easily the most picked on and like least favored of the team and just like 3 months of playing Pop Warner, I was the kicker. They were like, what can we do with this kid? We're going to make you the kicker. And I lost the playoffs single-handedly, like the second game in the playoffs for my team. The coach was like, okay, look, here's A. He's pointing to one direction in the field. Here's B. He's pointing down the middle of the field. And here's C. And if you kick it to C, he's going to run it all the way back because we think that that player is a 45-year-old man. He's going to run it all the way back and score a touchdown, and that we're finished. So you got to kick it to A. And I was like, you got it, coach. So I'm looking at A, I'm aiming for A, I kick it, and it just flies to C. And my dad used to film these games. And my dad used to film these games, and it looked like Leave It to Beaver, Beaver. Like these, the, the helmets are like gigantic on these little uh-huh. sixth grade bodies. And this guy is 30 yards in front of me. He runs past the whole, I'm not kidding, he must have been 45 years old, just like annihilating children on the way to the, the, to the end zone. <laughs> 
and I am running after this guy. He's 30 yards ahead of me. He already scores the touchdown, and I still dive, and I just land on my stomach and on my face, and I stay there for 15 minutes. People are running up to me going, Beautiful. Drew, get up. And I was like, I can't I can't face anybody right now. It was yeah, so I can't embarrassing. look at anyone. <laughs> the next year, the next year, I start a 10-year career in tap dance. My other embarrassing story that has to do with sports was, I don't know if you ever did anything like this. I'm certainly not bendy enough for this sport, but I did gymnastics because there was oh, a okay. moment when everybody, I was like, wow, everybody seems to be doing gymnastics. And I kind of missed this trend. It was like karate. Everybody did karate and I never really did karate, but everybody was doing gymnastics. I didn't really do gymnastics. So I said to my mom, mom, all my friends are doing gymnastics. I want to sign up for gymnastics. I was nine years old or 10 years old. Sure. And she goes, okay, we'll sign you up. So she signs me up. And I think I'm going to be in a class with all my friends who've been doing gymnastics. You know what I'm saying? And instead I have to start in like the beginner's class with like four-year-olds. So I am like this huge child, nine or 10 years old, and I'm having a miserable time learning how to tumble very slowly. And you know how in those gymnastics studios, they have these like big foam wedges, like these ramps. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I ran up one one day and I did a flip in the air and I landed on my feet and no one saw it. So I wrangled all these four-year-old kids around. So I said, come, <laughs> come children, come see this cool older kid do this cool thing. I ran up. This is the best. I ran up this ramp. I did a flip. I landed on my ass and bit a hole direct, directly into my tongue and into blood tongue. started gushing out of my face, like pouring out of my face. And these, so for They're all these screaming. three, these three and four year olds screaming bloody murder. They're completely terrified. They thought it was a horror movie. It was insane. Hole directly through my tongue. So those are my embarrassing sports stories. And now I live the life of composing Broadway musicals. Uh, what, what are some of your embarrassing sports stories if you have any? Uh, my favorite one is definitely when I there was a there was a there was a brief period of of soccer and um, mostly because my, my dad's Haitian and or my my family's Haitian but my dad specifically like a lot of the men in Haiti play soccer uh, yeah out but yeah, they but they sport. play that like they play Caribbean soccer and Caribbean soccer is like on the rocks with no shoes. It's like oh real God. men. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, it's not, it's not that pansy shit we deal with here where we, we all have cleats and yeah, we're in cleats. the glass No, it's just about the calloused underfoot. <laughs> yeah, no, no one, it, it's hot. It's burning outside. No one has on a shirt and people are just like killing it. Right. That uh, sounds Fun. That sounds like a good time. It sounds like a really great time, and um, and so I'm like, yeah, I I want to do that. I want to I want to be like that. And so I go mm -hmm. do soccer. I'm terrible at soccer. Oh my god, I'm so yeah. bad at soccer. My coach tells it to my face almost every day. He's like, you are terrible. I don't know what to do with you. And I think part of it again, I I don't think I ever hid the fact that I was a theater kid when I went to these like sports practices. Because I know for a fact I would be in soccer practice singing Dreamgirls. That was the summer I had discovered Dreamgirls. <laughs> I remember that vividly because the, the only song from Dreamgirls that I would love singing was I Want You Baby, which is not even like a song that like everybody knows. I'm just right. sitting in the corner singing this ballad to myself. Yeah. And I remember even one kid was like, why are you like this? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I love that it's it's never oh and he also loves musical theater. Athletic no. kids are like, there's something wrong with They're him. Like, what is wrong with you? 
what, what you have a problem, dude. Um, and so I started going in and I was really, I was not good. And I remember not as punishment, but they were kind of like, look, you're, you're goalie now because you, you don't know what you're doing. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, that's fine to me. I can stand by myself, sing my tunes. And then every now and then I'll just, you know, block a ball. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the issue is that one point, um, something happened where I did something wrong and the coach started yelling at me and my whole team started yelling at me. Um, and someone did say you suck. I remember that very, very blatantly. So (laughs) what I did was I pretended I was going to block. And then as soon as the other team started coming towards me, I moved to the side and let them score. Uh And I did it like four or five times just to make everybody angry. Sure. Um, I was not asked to come back the the next the next game. You were um, a vengeful goalie. This I was, was a like very vengeful. Goalie. Don't fuck with me because I'll let yeah. the other team score. Like- yeah, I was like, I have no stake in this. I have zero emotion attached to this, idiots. <laughs> idiots. Um, I'm trying to think of another. I definitely have another one. Oh, my favorite one. It's technically not me, and it's not embarrassing, but it's just it's such a funny thing. So my mom was oh like my mom loves watching sports, but like the idea of her kids doing sport outside of basketball was always terrifying to her, especially um, football or baseball. Yeah. And I I had watched Sandlot one summer and was like, okay, I have to do baseball. Like, that's not even a question. I went through a baseball phase and I went to tryouts for baseball. uh, And my little brother had watched Sandlot also. And he was also like, I want to do baseball. And it was going to be, it was T-ball. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I go to tryouts. I don't make it. My little brother goes to T-ball practice. Everybody makes T-ball. Yeah. So she's like, okay, well, you know, he technically made it. So he's going to practice the next day. And I was like, okay, cool. She comes back and he's like, he's no longer doing (laughs) T-ball. And I was like, why? She goes, the first day of practice, he, um, the parent turns to me and is like, oh, this is going to be so fun. Are you new? And I was like, yeah, I'm new. And she was like, well, you know, this season will be good. Hopefully it'll be better than last year. And she's like, why? And she goes, well, last year someone took a baseball to the teeth and lost three of them. And so, you know, you know, hopefully it'll go better. <laughs> and my mom was so horrified by that statement that as soon as practice was over, my brother got in the car and she says, I have bad news. You didn't get into the team. And he wow. was like, what? He was like, I just wow. had practice. And they were like, yeah, they, they, um, they, they, there was a, there was a mistake. You're not, you're not. In, oh you're no! Not he was crushed. <laughs> oh he was absolutely miserable. I she's like, like I mean, she's trying, to protect, she's she trying, trying to, to protect him. She's trying to protect him. Of but course, she was but like, like his dreams like, are you're not good. She was like, you're not good enough. So you're not making, she couldn't even just say like, you know, they're, they're canceling T-Ball. She was like, they oh my did God. not want you. Any t- so any any risk of you guys getting hurt, she didn't want you guys do being a part of that. It's a good. Did your mom see Spider Man the musical? Because if she saw that, maybe she'd be no. like, "You can't do this." <laughs> no, I think if she did, I wouldn't be speaking with you. Yeah, I'd exactly. probably be somewhere. I'd, be, I'd either be teaching or I'd be like an accountant or something. It's too dangerous on that stage. Theater was oh. one of those things that my parents were like, "You what?" They were so. <laughs> utterly confused by it which doesn't make sense i was such a extroverted and like i did not shut up as a child yeah so like their shock of me wanting to do theater makes no sense to me but theater was just one of those things they were like okay 
go do that. <laughs> what about the other what about the other part of you that I think is like so mega interesting? You and I met doing uh Shoshana's podcast yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you were Shoshana. talking a bit about your uh your other fascination. So when your yeah, parents man. which is and we're going to get into it, which is uh puppetry. Yeah. And when your parents saw that you like were doing musical theater and they're like, we get that you're loud, but this makes no sense. When they saw that you were like building your own puppets and like getting into that, was it like, well, okay, at least that makes sense. You or is it like that, that they yeah. did not question. And that's the, that's the <laughs> shit that really does not like fly with me is that like, they did not question one bit when I was I like, love Hey, that there's, there could have been a conversation <laughs> that they're like, listen, there's no stability in theater. Don't yeah, go yeah, down yeah, this yeah. <laughs> Puppetry. puppetry they're like all right they're like we, we see where you're going with this no problem i love it i love it i love it uh where did that fascination come from i gotta start with that because uh i i have a similar fascination i built a a puppet i don't know if i said this to you last time when we talked mm -hmm. but i built like a life-size muppet for my nephew out oh, of one snap. of those i didn't know this uh, out of one of those springy uh, laundry hampers, you know those things I'm talking about. Oh, that's really smart. The, so like, he, collapsible he, he ones. Could, yeah, he could like squish his body down, and like he had like oh, uh, I had like genius, like dude. like tennis racket kind of things to kind of open his mouth like this. And his name was Mo the Trash Monster, and uh, the big reveal was amazing. I gave it to my nephew, and I now I think it lives in a closet somewhere. But it was so fun to build, and I've always loved the Muppets. In fact, my first or uh, my second date with my girlfriend who lives with me now was going mm -hmm. to, to a drive-in movie to see the Muppet movie. And oh, I've yes. I've just always, my heart grows for these little creatures. So where did you get your start in the love of all of this? You there? Oh. Okay. Oh, I'm here, I'm here. We froze, we froze. Okay. <laughs> we froze. Uh, so um, the question was, where did you where did you get started with the the love of Muppets and, and how did you find yourself going so full tilt boogie into it? Yeah, I think, I mean, every kid grew up on Sesame Street. And Sesame Street was was very important for me as a kid, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it actually held a really deep significance in, in my family in general. Like, my mom revered Sesame Street for many reasons. And so much of that is that um, Sesame Street was so generational in my family because, like, my yeah. mom watched it when she came to the States. Her... Um, her nieces and nephews watched it like when she was babysitting them uh, and they were like a lot of my family uh, were born in Haiti and then came to the States. And so Sesame Street was how they learned English. And yeah. um, what was oh, wow. amazing about that was that like they associate a lot of their American experience watching Sesame Street and, uh, and, yeah. and so much of it because they grew up in New York and they grew up in Queens and they grew up in Harlem. And, you know, so so Sesame Street really genuinely looked like where they were growing up. And so there was such a familiarity. And at the same time, you have this television show that's not just about, you know, learning and 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 really, you know, setting kind of like a basis for education. But it's really about tolerance and it's about understanding like how people work together on an emotional basis and I yeah. think that there was something about that that really tuned in with my mom and my mom who's also a, a big comedy fan which I can I'll kind of cover that later 
um, my mom loved the characters, like not even just like the puppets, but the, the characters she found hysterical. She was obsessed with like Grover. Like there's all these skits with Grover and this guy named Fat Blue or Mr. Johnson. Mm-hmm. And it's all these crazy sketches where Mr. Johnson is trying to get something done and Grover gets in his way. And she thought those sketches were hilarious. And when I was a kid, um, for the first six years, it was just me and we had moved to Miami. So I wasn't hanging out with a lot of other kids. As a matter of fact, I never really hung out with other kids when I was home. Yeah. There was nobody coming over to the house. We didn't have any cousins who came over or anything like that. I was mostly by myself. So I was always watching TV. And the one thing that anytime I was watching it, that like most likely my mom or my dad would like sit down and watch with me, it was usually Sesame Street. Right. Um, and I think it's because they genuinely enjoyed watching it. And I think there was, there's definitely something there of like being able to watch something you enjoy and then see these adults who are like taking care of you also enjoy it. I think right. there's a kind of connection of like, oh, this is something that they identify with. And if this figure who's been taking care of me, if I want to be like them, I guess I have to kind of latch onto this. Um, and then the more just like, uh, kind of immediate reason was that I I was obsessed with their designs. Like there was something about the fur and the colors and the yeah. way that they were um, performed that really just grabbed my eye and I could never get enough of like watching them move. Right. Um, and I feel like a part of me knew they weren't real, but I was so captivated by like how they were so lifelike. That's every time I see a Muppet movie or even Sesame Street, whenever an actual human comes into the scene with them, I'm never thinking, oh, look at this human act with all these puppets. Like it just is this ensemble of people. It it just, they are the most human puppets I ever. It's amazing to me how that works. They sell it so brilliantly. Yeah. um, I think what actually got me was like when, when, when my house started getting, internet when we started getting internet and i was kind of like i was very fascinated by the computer as a kid my mom had found all of these like muppet fan sites because she knew that i was already like pretty obsessed with it and stuff yeah yeah and i don't know what happened but i i eventually saw a photo (laughs) sounds like sounds like something dirty but it's not i i saw a photo (laughs) of like um i'll never forget this shot it's a photo of the muppet show days and it's the main five performers who are Jim Henson, Frank Oz, Dave Goals, Jerry Nelson, um, Richard Hunt, Steve Whitmire, six of them. And they're all standing in a line with the characters above them. Right. Yes. And it was kind of the first time that I made that connection of like, oh, okay, there are people doing this. And it wasn't right. one of those like, oh, no, the characters aren't real. It was actually like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. What is yeah. it about that? And like, I kind of like kept looking for pictures of like the behind the scenes stuff. Um, and there was a period where I, anytime I got on the computer, I only looked up behind the scenes stuff about the Muppets. And it happened. And how it was old were you when ago. this was when this began? How old were you when eight nine? I was a okay. kid. I was like a yeah. child. I was very yeah. young. Um, and it it really turned into an obsession. Um, and I was just, I could not get enough of this concept that there were people performing these characters. And then once I understood that they were, that each performer was performing multiple characters, that's when it really 
right. kind of, I really like lost my mind when I found out that Frank Oz performed Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Animal, Cookie Monster, Bert. Yeah. Bro, I was like, oh, he plays all of those guys. Frank Oz is a mind-blowing person. Mind-blowing. I mean, what a genius, man. Yeah. And, and that, I think that really started taking off. And then I started getting into the world of it. And I started looking up the different producers and the different writers. And I just really became obsessed with everything about that world. Um, and I don't, I don't know when it clicked that I was like, well, this is what I want to do. But it was pretty, it was pretty immediate after that, that I was like, well, I, I want to be a, a Muppeteer. I want to be a Jim Henson performer. Like, that's exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah. what I want to do. Um, and so... Around those days, there actually weren't a lot of resources about how to build like Muppet style puppets. Um, so what I had started doing was gutting stuffed animals. Yeah, uh, that, that had that had like open mouths. This I is when I I would start getting animals. worried as a parent is seeing you take a scalpel to a teddy bear and be, <laughs> just yes. taking its innards out. My mom is like, "What are you doing? These are these are toys." And I was like, "No, now they're puppets." <laughs> <laughs> oh my, and my god! My dad was like, "Just let him be." I think my dad kind of was just like, "All right, he's." I think that if you open uh, the biography of Ted Bundy, the first line is, "He used to make puppets." That's I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like serial killer 101 uses knife to make puppets. If you see your kid just absolutely destroying toys, yeah. <laughs> putting his hand inside of him and manipulating his mouth, report this child. Uh, that is, I mean, I, I could talk about Muppets all day. The stupid question that I'm sure you get all the time. And you have, you have a podcast about Muppets. What is the podcast yeah. called? Uh, it's called It's Time to Meet the Muppets. I know there's going to be like at least four or five people listening to this being like, no, he doesn't. He hasn't updated it in, in months. Oh, so <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a minute since you've, you've done a, a new pause. episode. I, I've taken a, an intentional pause just to kind of get back because when um it's when I started to really take off with it, that's when we got the news that we were going back to Broadway. And that so Hamilton um, was coming back. Well, that Hamilton was going back to Broadway. And so I was yeah. like, okay, let me, let me just take a break. And in the new year, I'll start making new episodes again. So it is, it's, it's coming back. I just have it's to. It's coming have back, to really kids. Yeah, so everyone back. relax. Relax. Um, those those three or four people yeah. who might say before something, you, just chill out. They pulled out their their quills and they were about to write a, a strongly worded letter, but you can relax them now. Yeah, because I mean he's getting back to this little tiny show called Hamilton. Some people have Very, heard about it. A startup show. We're still show. raising money. Um, yes, investors, if you're right listening, now. please get in touch with Lin Manuel. I hear he's hurting for the opportunity yeah, 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 and yeah. the money. I think he's he's and struggling. The money. There is not enough money into this show. Um, no, so any no. any pennies or spare. Is it tacky? Is it tacky to just email Lin? And say, can I have some of your money? Is that a tacky thing? Uh, it's dependent on how you approach it. I think if you email him and say, hey, how's it going? Um, great job on Encanto. I really enjoyed the music of that film. Tick, tick, boom was, can I have your money? Yeah. I think if you, if you, <laughs> you have to find a way to really like lean it in there yeah and, and you also have to wrap it up quick so it's like tick tick boom was can i have your money andrew garfield is so talented and i yes. think that the oscars will work in your favor all right thanks bye yeah if maybe you, if maybe if i if i squeeze in three can i have your monies and i like that it's not yeah can yeah, I yeah, have yeah yeah some of your money it's just can i have your money no can i have your money because yeah. you always when you negotiate you want to start high 
and start then, high. And then you can you can compromise on the way. Because down. obviously there's some wiggle room on either side. Um, right. Because his response yeah. might be, don't ever email me again. That How how dare you? I yeah. don't understand why you thought you were slick. And then you can email go, I'm so sorry. I'm so I sorry. I to disrespect you. I just thought that we could have a conversation. Can I have your money? I just feel that you know, there's a chance that we really, <laughs> really could. And instead of can I have your money, I actually should change. Just like, okay, can I have one third of your money? Because now we're moving into, and you can start negotiating. That's the cool thing about negotiating. You don't have to have permission from the other party. It's true. Start. You can just, just start. start asking. Just start and asking. Persistence. I really like the persistence. So if he doesn't get back to that email, eventually I'll send another email that says per, per my last email, but the subject line is just dollar signs. It's just dollar so, signs. Yeah. So <laughs> he'll get he'll get it. I mean, he'll understand. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, now that you're back in and you're playing yeah. uh, Hercules Mulligan and James Madison, yes, and uh, do you have a preference who, who which one you play? Like, I just, uh, like someone just it, asked me this, yeah. and I was like, I used to be like, no, I love them both equally, which is true. It's uh, I have no issue claiming James Madison is my favorite between the two, no question. Yeah, um, he seems like uh, there, even though I mean, Battle of Yorktown, Hercules really tears it up. I mean, he really comes in and and like the, he has the best rap in Act One. You, like. I, mean, I want to stand every when I'm listening to it on the subway and I hear that part. I'm like, oh shit, I got to stand, stand up. In the up. Middle of the- it's so <laughs> energy fueling. But James Madison as a character to play, I would imagine would be so much fun because you're kind of this, he's kind of an instigator. He's like, you know what you should yeah. do, Jefferson? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh he yeah. He throws a knife in the middle of the group. He goes, why don't you guys fight it out? Like he's, yeah. he's Madison's the best because what what a lot of people don't realize about Madison is that he he literally is the puppet master behind everything like in terms of like ah. he is truly, he is like controlling it all and no one knows it like he he is constantly like yeah what if um what if yeah. we go what if we <laughs> I do this thing in the show where right after the um the Adams administration and we're all like well Hamilton's lost his mind like what do we do um I pull out the check stubs that we try to bust Hamilton with and I just present it to Thomas's face. Uh-huh. And then Thomas goes, let's let him know what we know. <laughs> and it's my favorite choice because the idea that Thomas is like, here's my idea. Yes, yes. Physically from Madison. Let's go bust him. <laughs> and Madison is just like, Good idea. I wonder where you got that idea. Idea from? Oh my god. No, I love it. I love Madison. I love how quiet he is. I love how unassuming he is. But he he is truly 
probably one of the he's I, I won't say he's sick because one of the reasons that Madison was so um well liked was because he had um he had a really great ability to communicate to all kinds of different people. Like he was able to really talk to everybody. I actually yeah. just saw this TikTok like not too long. A friend of mine sent this TikTok of this girl being like, you know. James Madison was our most socially awkward president. And here's why I stand him. When George Washington <laughs> first came into presidency, he was like, I want to send a, a letter to all of Congress to just be like, hey, you know, I'm so excited to be working with you guys. But, you know, I'm not a good writer. Madison, how would you feel about writing? And Madison was like, um, sure, I, I guess I'll write it. So he writes this great letter, sends it to Congress. Congress gets it. And they're like, oh, my God. What a regal and and stunning letter we just received from George Washington about him wanting to work with us. We should write him back. Yeah, we should. But none of us can really write. Hey, Madison. Yeah. Um, would you mind writing a letter back to Washington? And Madison, <laughs> being so awkward, was just like, sure. And they're like, yeah, just tell Washington how excited we are to work with him. So he and is corresponding with himself. To himself. And he does it back and forth like four or five times. <laughs> so he's just writing himself. And I, I think that is – he's so good at like being able to talk with everybody. Wow. And that story – I think that story is so genius. But, that but, is yeah. amazing. That is actually kind of yeah. amazing. That yeah. should have that should have made it into Hamilton. That should that's its own show. That's amazing. <laughs> that's its own one act musical. I would oh love if all the characters in Hamilton got their own individual spinoffs. I think that would be really that'd fun. be a great project for Lynn. You know, he's real hell bent for work right now. So I, I know think he's what, what not he busy, do. so he could. No, use he, this. he's he's really he's you know it's kind of disappointing. You know, you would think after Hamilton he would kind of start doing other stuff, but he's yeah. he's kind of just like relaxed it back and let let the the good fortune of how this show has gone just like soak in and he's not really artistically no, trying to challenge himself it's i'm really feeling upsetting. i'm feeling uh motivated right now to email him and say something along the lines of hey i have an idea for your next project it has to yeah. spin off can i have your money can i have your money can uh, i have your money uh, then, but with all the characters hercules mulligan all these people right. getting their own spin-off can i have your money and let me know what you yeah, think yeah, 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 yeah. find drew gasparini can I have your money I love that. I like that so, you sign with "Can I have your money?" because you yeah, always want to leave it on It's all connected. Note. I think yeah, "Can yeah, I yeah, have yeah, your yeah. money?" is all one word. It's all one word. Yeah, and it's no like hyphens. It's just yeah. it's subliminal. And you repeat enough. it in case he misses it. Like that's of the course. whole point. Like in case he misses it the first once or or two times. Like you, you what, what, make what am sure. I new at? Like asking somebody for their money? Come we on. all know how to beg for we money. We all know how to beg for money. Jesus Christ! I'm this an artist for Christ's sake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Fergie, can we play a stupid little game? Yes, I love stupid games. Okay, the game is not really a game. It's just I ask you a series of stupid questions, uh, okay. and then we get then we get into a portion called the most impossible question. I love it. Uh, and it's like those answers are just gun to your head. You have to answer no matter how painful the answer might be. Okay. 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 So first question for you is: What was your first car? My first car was a nineteen ninety six uh, Nissan Sentra. It was oh, a yeah. small white car that lived in my brother's backyard um, that he gave to me for my first summer stock gig. And I love this car so much. It, I love it. It was so tiny for my big self, but I, I adored this car. It was so old, but so it was so great. My did brother you name and I the kinda, car? Yes, I named it. Oh, what did I name it? I named it Napoleon. Napoleon. Great. I think that was Napoleon. That's a great name for a car. 
My first car was a Bronco 2. I think it was a 1988 oh, Bronco 2. Very top heavy, nice very car. unsafe. When you uh -huh. turn on the AC, black smoke came out of the vents. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. And when I was driving down to uh, L.A. for college, it uh -huh. broke down on the way to L.A. in such a way wow. that I had no brakes. I had to pull on the emergency brake in order to get this thing to stop in a mechanic uh, in the auto body shop. Like I was, I almost hit a wall. Like I was like just rolling in foot off the gas until I was and slowing down enough to down. rip that oh thing up. Oh my God. Completely broke down. And I named the car chef. It was named chef. Chef. Oh, chef. I thought it was a, it was just the whole thing was falling apart. It was horrible. That's uh, next stupid question for you. You're back in the show, which is so mm -hmm. exciting. And I'm sure it's, you know, it's, it's weird times still, but like, it's nice to see yes. people showing up and I'm sure for Hamilton, especially people are showing up. Um, yes. What is your morning routine now that you're back in the show? What do you do uh, on the day-to-day -to, -day to keep the mind in check, the body in check, all those things? That's a great question. Uh, today's a two-show day. So today, today typically, I get up a little bit later. Um, I'll have some coffee. I'll probably – I'll try to clean up around the house. I probably won't, but I'll try. And Love then uh, I'll just head down to the theater. We have to get down to the theater pretty early so that we can do testing. We do uh, PCR testing every day, and, and yep. we even do some 30-minute uh, PCR testing if, if, uh, if need be. Um, so I try to get to the theater about an hour, hour 15 early, uh, and, then, and then do the show. On a regular show day, uh, I'll usually get up. I'll go to the gym. Uh, I'll, I'll come back home. I'll, you know cook some lunch, uh, and then I'll prep dinner, which is a very new thing I started doing. What I'll do is I'll Good prep the show ends, you know, pretty late. Um, and my instinct is that when I come home, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go and prep to make dinner. It's so late. And then I end up ordering. What I started doing now is I'll prep dinner in the daytime. I'll yep. season all my things. I'll prepare it in the little things and I'll put them in the fridge. So that way, as soon as I get home, all I have Ready to do is go. preheat the oven, boom, throw it all in. You like to cook? Um, I love to cook. I very much love to cook. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a meditation for me. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much. So. I'll put on my podcast. I listen to a lot of different like comedy podcasts and stuff like that and a lot of interview podcasts. Yeah. So I'll, just, I'll get home. I usually start listening to them on the train. Um, and then by the time... By the time I'm home, I'm so into it. I don't want to turn it off to watch TV. So I'll just put on my speaker and I'll just kind of, you know, be in, be in my zone. I love it. I yeah. love it. Uh, when you're going to the gym, uh, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen at a gym? You know, when you're go you sometimes you're at a gym and you yep. see someone who's like on a bike, but they're wearing khakis and you're uh -huh. like, what the fuck is that guy doing here? Yeah. I see lots of weird things. I go to a gym in, in Harlem and not to knock Harlem cause I love living here, but I see, I see lots of weird things every day. When I used to work at planet fitness on 125th and Malcolm X shout out, sure. um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a interesting breed of, of place. Yes. Uh, where where uh, I found lots of, if anyone knows me, they know I'm deeply, deeply captivated by the culture of masculinity um, mm -hmm. because I, I think it's so interesting how men choose to express themselves. And oh, yeah. the thing that I'll never understand to this day is I'll be working, I'll be on a machine, and then I'll just start hearing screaming. Like, screaming. not just yeah. like yelling like, oh, like, no, I'm hearing like, ah, ah, <laughs> and I turn around and it's a, a group of big, beefy men yes. filming each other doing free weights. 
it's the filming each other that I think is a little pornographic, right? It's yeah, just that that's that's really what that and I'm like, if you're filming yourself or you have one person filming, I'm like, I get that. Some people yeah. are trainers, like you all yeah. look great. If I had pecs that were the size of, you know, 18 wheelers, I would love to have someone film me. But 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 there's eight of you. Yeah. None of you have shirts on. Yeah. Uh, only one person is sweating. I don't think the, the rest of you are working out. I think you're literally there just to scream at this person who's yeah. lifting. I They're think, the crew. The that, that's the camera crew. When, that really, yeah. And when they all leave the gym, you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to get in a fight. They're, 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 they're trying really, to get in a fight. They're, they're looking for someone down. to fight. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I was at the gym it's a couple years wild. ago. And I saw this guy, uh, I was on uh, a treadmill and I like to, I'm mosey. Okay. I'm not about to sprint. All right. I got no. short legs. I don't go to the I, gym I, to train. I, I go, hardly I go, have room in my legs for knees. I don't, it's I go just, to move. I go to move. Yeah. I just, uh, I bring a sweater too. I'm not there to kill myself. Right. This yeah, guy yeah. next to me though, he, he took it a notch lower than me and he had a two liter of Mountain Dew. And all I heard, <laughs> all, all I heard was. And it was the guy next to me opening like a two liter chugging it on the treadmill. I couldn't believe it. And he was just wearing, you know, like jeans with a belt and a tucked in shirt. He did not belong in this gym. That's what I really love. I think he thought he was on the subway. (laughs) People wearing jeans at the gym, really, that's like a new level for me where I'm like, wow, you, what are you doing here? It is a cluelessness beyond cluelessness. And it's always in like a Planet Fitness or a Blink or one of these. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the cheap subscription. The cheaper subscription ones. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, um, you meet all kinds of characters there, man. It's, um, it's truly, it's truly wild. But now I go to New York Sports Club. And so it's not, it's not as crazy. I still see some craziness, but it's not as crazy so you get that uh, broadway as, as paycheck now and now you're like okay i'll go to right now instead of ten dollars a month i can afford thirty dollars a month yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, aim for your dreams kids that's uh, right man and just to say this is your broadway debut correct is hamilton this is my broadway debut that yes that is indeed. so wild i mean big Insane, congrats man. a little late thank to you. say but like that is just so no kick-ass. thank I'm you so happy it's still that. it still blows my mind every single time i i i talk or even think about it you know it's so easy to get into the grind of like here's my eight shows i'm doing my yeah. thing um, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. but but every now and then i think about it and i'm like i'm in freaking hamilton it's like being asked I, if you're a musician and someone's like hey do you want to be in the beatles real quick you're like Fuck that's yeah. exactly I the mean, equivalent it's yes. a phenomenon you know it's, that's it's- exactly the equivalent it's so it's, it's it's absolutely insanity and i don't think about it until so we we um i my stage management like stopped by while during the show and they were like hey can you keep next friday i can't say why but they were like next friday morning can you keep it open we're doing a social media thing and they told us what it was and i was like that is so damn cool yeah (laughs) like had a moment where i was just like this is really cool (laughs) you gotta you have to have these reminders of of you know not this is not even a comparison but we uh, me and my girlfriend were watching cobra kai last night and there's all Uh these references to karate kid and i have to stop myself sometimes to be like i can't believe right i'm a part of this in any way at all writing this is so much bigger than me (laughs) it's it's wild how small i am in the scheme of it but i get to be a part of this insanely uh popular universe that's been created right just like you are with with uh lin-manuel that hack who needs a job amazing um all right moving on to another silly question and these are just easy low balls um we love the muppets we've talked about the muppets sesame street the whole thing give me your favorite i'm a sam the eagle guy who is oh that's great Who's your Muppet of choice? 
Um, this is always a, a very difficult question for me. I think it's Animal. Animal was always somebody I gravitated to as a kid. I think because he was not, he could not speak. Like there was no, he yes. had only like a few words. But my favorite definition is from Frank Oz. He was like, he only lives by five words. Uh, sleep, drums, food, sex, and pain. That, yes, that's all you need to know to describe animal. Truly a rock star. I mean, honestly, truly yeah, actually a rock star. A rock star. <laughs> and wasn't he? Ba- he was based off of Keith Moon from the Who, is what I heard. He I'm was, pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's the, the whole behind animal. Amazing. Um, if I was, and I listen, I know what my voice sounds like. I listen back to these sure. podcasts and I cringe. My anus just puckers up. It's a horrible sound that comes out of That's my terrible. face. But That's not true. if I was made, and look at the color hoodie I'm wearing. It's like a cookie uh-huh. monster color. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if I was a, a Muppet, if I was turned into a puppet and you had yeah. to voice me, what would be the yeah. voice you would give me? If I had to turn you into, so we're, we're, let's really break this down, okay? So yeah, if we're going to turn you into a puppet, uh, yeah. I, I would guess you're going to be a humanoid. You'd probably okay. be a humanoid type of puppet, kind of like a scooter, kind of like a, huh. a, a, a Dr. Teeth or a Floyd. These are like humanoid puppets, yeah. not a monster, not a frog, not a bear. You're a humanoid puppet. Uh, let's go with blue. You'd probably be a little blue. You give me a blue vibe. Thank you. Uh, like you'd, you'd be a hand and rod puppet. You wouldn't be a live hand. You'd be a hand and rod puppet. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably I'd give you a voice like this. Like there, it'd probably be a little bit something like this, uh, you know. But but he'd be one of those guys. He'd be like a like a guest spot for for like the Electric Mayhem, and he'd he'd be oh. like you know one of like the guest singers or something or a guest pianist or something like that. And the Electric Mayhem fucking loves him. Like yeah. they, they they're obsessed with him. He's like oh. one of the. I think he'd be one of those guys. Um, and he probably has some really cool shit going on. He's probably got some nice glasses, like a leather yeah. jacket. Like yes. yeah, no. Oh, you'd man. you'd be one of those humanoid puppets. I'd be like, yeah. When can I when I when can I play Drew again? Give me a wow. sketch where I can be Drew. Yeah, Puppet yeah. Puppet Drew is so much cooler than actual human <laughs> Drew. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that, thank you for bringing my Muppet self to life. That is that's oh, yeah, a joy man. for me, honestly. I liked how you got in the voice. That was great. Most impossible questions, just a handful for you. If you could only do one, knowing that mm-hmm. James Madison is your favorite, if you could only right. do one, you could do James Madison right now for what you're paid, or you could do Hercules Mulligan, but you get like $100 more a week. Which would you pick? <laughs> $100. But yeah, not it's not like a thousand bucks. I mean like it's not a it's not a it's not a crazy upgrade. It's like, you know, we'll we'll give you a little something something. But it's like if you have a shoes thing, you could buy shoes every week if you wanted. Like That's that's fantastic. Um I I'll stick with James Madison. All right, I would, like I would love to do that 8 times a week. That would be so I, great. I there's not a world where I'll be able to play Hercules Mulligan, but I want to do Yorktown. I just want to do that moment. Dude. It's so Dude, fucking Dude, you fierce. should do a concert where that's all you do. Where you oh, don't even man. do all of Yorktown, you just do the rap. <laughs> you know, watch watch how fast my career ends right after that too. <laughs> just wait till the Hamilton fans come. Drew Gasparini is over party for his use of uh Yorktown in his concert (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well if i'm gonna go down i'm going in a blaze of glory baby that's right man okay you become the president of the jim henson world you're the president you're in charge of all the muppet creations that's sesame street that's the muppets all of it Mm -hmm. and you have to make some layoffs do Uh you do you fire all the muppets meaning the original gang (laughs) or do you cancel sesame street Oh, that is such an awful decision. I know. Um, These are really tough questions. 
Now, I hate to be this person, but we have to get into the technics of it. So technically, the Jim Henson Company does not own either Sesame Street or the Muppets anymore. Okay. They sold those rights off. But let's say we're in a world where I'd still right. now, well, have Disney those has characters. That, right? Is that Disney, Disney has that now. Uh, now, if I cancel Sesame Street, I'm making this too complicated. We have to wrap this up. I would say I would probably <laughs> people are really going to be mad at me for this. I would cancel Sesame Street. And here's why. Yes. Um, Sesame Street is a wonderful program. It has changed drastically over the years. Nowadays, mm-hmm. it's only a 30 minute program. There's no sketches. There are ve- or there are very few sketches. Um, it's very uh, curriculum based. There's not a lot of room for improv or comedy or things like that. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's very much changed. And what I would love to do instead was I would cancel Sesame Street as it is because there's 52 great seasons of content that you can show kids and put on reruns for the rest of your life. And then I would make a show that's just sketches with those Sesame Street characters. That's all I would do because I think I think that would be so fun. I think everybody would love that. There's enough educational material out there that we don't have to worry about it. We can just rerun over and over and over again uh, and then and then make some new shows where these characters get to come and just play and just have a fun time. That's a really astute and thought about answer. I feel like you've, you've been asked all these questions before because you have- I probably have. Um, what is your least favorite song in Hamilton? My least favorite song in Hamilton, the song that I always skip when I listen to it is probably, this is so sad, take a break. Only because like I, I there's just, I have Which no involvement Which, in it. Take a That's break. the one after the cabinet battle. It's with uh, Hamilton and Angelica and, um, Eliza, where mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. where he tells them, "I'm not going on vacation with you. I yes. have to, I have to make this plan." Okay, okay? yeah, um, I get it. And and it's 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 only because I'm not involved in it. But if I were to ever play Eliza or Angelica or Ham, that would probably be one of my favorite songs. That's like sure. such a great actor song to have. But me personally, I I always skip "Take a Break." You want to hear mine? And I'm What's I, yours? I'm I'm already prepared for the onslaught of hate I'm going to get for this. I can't wait. Burn. Oh, interesting. I get yeah. that. I'm, I'm I understand like, that. I just, so for some reason, it doesn't fit into the world I've I've immersed myself that in you've at your... that moment. You know, it's like all of a mm. sudden we're in an actual mm. like musical, not a different gr- game. Not a different thing. Ah, uh, so yeah. That, okay. That's where I am. And I feel like I'm every- in. I like that. Because that's in everybody's book. They're going to be like, who the fuck is Drew Gasparini anyway? Fuck Again, you. if you ever, if you ever want to get canceled, dude, all you got to <laughs> do is just- tweet that out man isn't that amazing isn't it amazing to know that like it's just so like if i ever want to get canceled there's like seven things i know i can do and i'd be like yes dude no it's over it's It's like putting a a cyanide pill in the back of your teeth it's like all i gotta do is push send (laughs) and i'm done you know (laughs) exactly exactly Um, oh my god all right last stupid question for you Mm -hmm. uh miss piggy gonzo and Rolf, which one of those Muppets, if you had to pick to never mm. exist, who would it be? To Think never the, exist? Yes, wow, out of the three that I just terrible. named. Because they're all part of the original crew, and uh-huh. they all have a, a cultural significance. Miss Piggy, they Gonzo, do. and Rolf. Rolf was Rolf. like, most songwriters I know are like, the reason I play piano is because of Rolf. And I'm, I'm of one Rolf. of those people. <laughs> so uh, what would you say? Miss Piggy, Gonzo, Rolf, a Muppet that never exi- couldn't exist. They had to be omitted from history. Wow. That's, that's so sad. I know. Um, 
I like to end on a real bummer. <laughs> I like to end <laughs> on a real drag. Fuck a high note. Why? Why would you ever? Um, I would say. You, I refuse to get rid of Miss Piggy. She's too much of a cultural icon. Mm-hmm. Um, Rolf is so hard because he he's been around since jimmy dean days like he is truly an icon um i unf- i think it would be gonzo and gonzo is one of my favorites but i think it would be gonzo only because gonzo oh god this is so hard gonzo is a really great character he's so unique and on his own but i think there are there might be other characters i don't know I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to get in. There's going to be so many Muppet fans throwing bricks at my house. Let me let me just stop it there. I think I'd probably get rid of God. Mm, no, it'd be Rolf. Rolf's gone. Rolf's gone. Rolf's gone. We get rid of the musician and we keep the alien that fucks chickens. I I I, I, I need. If that I'm gathering kind of, this information correctly, yeah, I just think that that kind of like sexual tension. If without it, it really kind of crumbles what the Muppets are really about. If we yeah. don't have that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I gotcha. I gotcha. The Muppets are all yeah. about sexual tension. Well, you heard sexual it here tension. first, folks. Yes. <laughs> Jim Henson Company calls me later. Yeah, we've we've considered hiring you. After some of your statements, um, please never call us yes. or talk to us yes. again. <laughs> please, Jesus Christ. Uh <laughs> Fergie L. Philippe, thanks for coming on and chatting with me. I enjoy you. I enjoy what your interests are. I enjoy your talent. And uh, I look forward to working with you uh, on a creative and collaborative level one day. And I can't wait to hang. I bet if you and I cross paths in a room, we'd actually be like, oh, we'd, yeah, we'd be hanging by the bar, you and I. Absolutely, dude. Well, let's make that happen. Thank you so we'll much, sure man. It's it such, a, such a pleasure to be talking with you again and hanging with you again, man. I'm so excited. Absolutely. I actually never got to tell you, my friend auditioned for Karate Kid and sent me um, he, he was like, you know, let's be real. Like he said, either like guys, they're making Karate Kid a musical. And I was right. like, hold on. I was like, guys, listen, I, I know Drew. I'm sure the music <laughs> is going to be great. And he was like, okay. He, I think calls me like an hour later and is like, bro, this music he was like listen dude he's like i i know i was i was no ragging shit. on it but bro yeah no and yeah. then he sent me he sent me the audition tape and he is like going so hard yes. <laughs> oh yes i love I hearing that stop laughing I, was, I watched the video all the time because he was ragging on it and then in the video he's so he's so into it, is it the, was it the dance audition it was the dance audition yes, oh my yes, god yes. he was so into it i could have I always watch it when I need to pick me up because it makes me laugh so much how he loves it so much. Dude, no, I'm so excited to see Thank what you. like what, what what comes of that. And, and I can't wait to hang with you soon, dude. Absolutely, man. Uh, well, until that day happens, uh, and hopefully it is soon, have a great rest of your day. Keep kicking ass. Everybody go see Fergie and Hamilton. And his podcast will be up and running again soon. And whatever else he's got going on, just follow him on his socials, which are, what's your handle? My handle is at Ferksters95. That's at F-E-R-G-S-T-E-R-S-9-5. That's on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Go find the man. All right. Thanks so much, Fergie. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. Now We're Talking is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network, and you can find out more about me and this podcast at bpn.fm slash nowwe'retalking. We're also on Instagram at nwtpodcast or on Twitter at nwt underscore pod. A big special thanks to Fergie L. Philippe for coming through and talking to me. I really like you, man. Can't wait to hang in person. Make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you stream your fabulous podcast and if you feel like supporting be sure to check us out on patreon go to patreon.com slash nwt podcast keep tuning in every week for more amazing guests and we'll catch you next time bye everyone hey it's leslie Odom jr here on the broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory a program of maestro music Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now. And get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org. Because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.